Well, good morning. Welcome, everyone, to this edition of the Ag Market Network monthly cotton uh, broadcast. I'm Pat McClatchy. Uh, welcome to this October 21st edition of our program. We're joined today by our cotton panel. Uh, Dr. O.A. Cleveland is with us, Gerald Nieper, Dr. John Robinson, and leading our discussion today, also a member of our panel, Kip Butts. Kip, thanks for leading us today and talking about the cotton market. Great. Thank you, Pat. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Um, yesterday, I'm going to start off just a bit talking about uh, yesterday's uh, WASDE report, which quite honestly, uh, I don't think very many people were surprised about it, but there just weren't a whole lot of, uh, particularly the top line, there just weren't a whole lot of changes. Uh, we had a little bit of a decline in beginning stocks in the world, and the ending stocks were down to, just, I think, about 60,000 bales. It wasn't really much to... Uh, to get excited about on those numbers. Um, production was down 130,000, and domestic mill use was down the same. Uh, I guess, you know, the, the, the deal on this is where things happened. Uh, India's production was increased a million bales to 30.5 million. Um, Brazil was dropped about 400,000. So was Pakistan. And Pakistan was certainly not a surprise in that uh, I think everyone had been hearing, and, and the um, gosh, I can't remember the official name of the Pakistan organization. I think it's the Committee of uh, Forecasting the Cotton Crop or something. Uh, but they've been saying that crop is down quite a bit. People are talking a third or more may be lost in total in Pakistan. Now, the U.S. number dropped uh, 157,000, uh, which was just right almost spot on the uh, average guess. So that in and of itself was not much of a, um, it, it was not price impactful because it's just, like I said, just a bullseye on what the average guess was. Uh, changes in mill use were, again, not very dramatic. We had, uh, in some of the more major countries, we had a drop of 100,000 in Vietnam, drop, uh, excuse me, an increase of 100,000 in Turkey. And you can go through the boards with, you know, 40,000 here, 10,000 there, so on, but not anything really dramatic. Uh, I guess some of the changes, I was a little bit surprised that Australia was, not that their crop was dropped 200,000, but they also reduced their exports 200,000. I would have thought that the, um, and I still think that the Australians will be, will be pretty happy with reducing their stock levels further. I don't know if, uh, if we're going to see that kind of decline in, uh, in Australian uh, exports, particularly in what it appears to be a problem in some of the major, or at least it's so early it's hard to say, but some of the major producing areas are seeing some quality problems that uh, that may make Australia a little bit more um, a little bit more desirable uh, because they, they typically have just a fantastic quality. Uh, and um, so, I, you know, I just I kind of it's only two hundred thousand bales. I'm not going <laughs> to make much of a fuss over it, but it just seems uh I just wonder if that's going to turn out to be the case. One of the other guys may be able to, uh, after I finish my little uh, discussion here about the, the, the report, maybe some of you guys can enlighten me if I've, I've missed a mark on that. Maybe there's something going on that I'm aware of. Um, Brazilian uh, exports were dropped a little bit, and again, I, I'm kind of hesitant to see, to expect that to happen, although China did uh, see a half a million bale reduction in imports, and I expect that may have um, impacted decision-making because Brazil sort of uh, 
the growth of choice for uh, for China now that we're in this uh, U.S.-China trade war. Um, and, you know, within the U.S., I'm going to pop back to that in a second. We had uh, unchanged in domestic mill use and exports. Uh, for a long while, I've been saying this 16.5 that USDA is using for exports has been too high. Uh, it may still be, but I think my internal number is 15.650, and after reviewing it yesterday, I'm not so sure mine needs to come up a little bit. Um, we'll go into some reasons on that in just a minute. But, uh, I mean, just running through this report, particularly the top line, there wasn't much to get excited about. I'm going to ask uh, ask my colleagues if I've missed something here I needed to have brought up uh, or anything else that needs to be discussed on that report. Anybody have anything uh, that I missed? Hello? Any thoughts from anyone on the report? I, I can't I think of anything right off the bat. <laughs> Nothing really. There, well, there is so a big. I don't know where to start. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll just, I'll just chime in. There is kind of a concentration. Um, it, it, something I was reading this morning from uh, Peter Egley, I think, was you know pointing out you, you need to kind of take India out of the picture and China out of the picture and look at the rest of the world's ending stocks, because a lot of the changes that we saw just in just in the adjustment. Uh, cutting Chinese imports and raising Indian production and all, all those effects are highly concentrated in those two spots. So if you look at everybody else, it's kind of it's, it's it's more stable. Right. Again, I and I, I thank you for bringing that up. I should have brought that. That's part of my sort of um, non-impactful part of this report. Uh, is that really? You know, there just weren't a whole lot of, of major price uh, price changes here. I brought up something a moment ago. I think it's kind of important to think about in the uh, in the global market, and that is this quality concern that that, that I brought up. And that Pakistan has really uh, lost a lot of, of their high quality cotton. Their prices, I don't know if they're the they may be the highest of the year right now. I don't think they're record high, but uh, I think they're the highest for the year. And part of that is on a reduced crop, but this price movement started even before the crop concerns on quality concerns of what was left in the carryover and a suspicion that the late rains were going to impact quality. Um, the folks I talked to that are pretty well associated uh, with the Pakistan situation say that there is a, a bigger quality problem than a lot of people want to discuss. Uh, the upside for the U.S. is, at least in the early harvest, we've had some pretty phenomenal quality. Uh, and a lot of years I look at that and go, oh, my gosh, we're going to be in trouble trying to move this stuff because it's relative high price. But with the U.S. now, the cheapest and the third cheapest uh, quotes in the index at these flat price levels uh, makes me think uh, that, that maybe commitments uh, for U.S. are going to be better than I thought. If we, we look now, I, I hear an awful lot of gloom and doom about how uh, – how the U.S. is in a terrible position in the world right now because of, of large production. But, you know, we're only 3% down on our total commitments from last year, and actual shipments are 20% up from last year. Now, this is early in the year. This is not our major movement period, I understand. But if you start out at this, you know, it tells me there's still demand in the world for U.S. cotton that 
if I just listen to the general rhetoric, uh, you would think that people are just uh, wouldn't touch us with a ten foot pole. So I um, I kind of think that uh, maybe we're in a scenario where although we're in a world of way more cotton than we need in in the global market, it may turn out to be more of a quality situation this year uh, for many of these mills than we might think. And that might make the U.S. a little bit more desirable, particularly at the relative price level. I'm tossing that out there, quite honestly, uh, just to get a response from my colleagues here. There's one other thing I want to bring up before I open it up to our kind of discussion, and that is I'm not sure we've been... Or I don't remember. Maybe we have. I just don't remember. But we're in one of the oddest kind of situations to uh, to work with, uh, trying to sort out what's going to happen with cotton mill use globally. I mean, we've got continued protests in Hong Kong and explanation of ex- ex- escalation of war in the Middle East. Uh, we've got the impending Brexit fiasco, the lingering Venezuelan meltdown. Impeachment trials now being conducted against the U.S. president, an unending drumbeat of a U.S. and global recession with the consequential central bank activity to avoid that eventuality. Uh, that just There's a whole lot of stuff going on from all different directions. But we still wind up this last export sales report this week was 6% better than the week before. We're still, uh, you know, commitments, like I said, are really not bad. I just, I wonder if we're... We're kind of beating this up, market up a bit more than we need, and that that's one of the things I uh, I want to ask my colleagues about. Any thoughts or comments about those? Uh, the there, there is there is there is kind of a I agree. There's a disconnect with kind of the just the the accepted tone of how how bad the demand picture is. But when you look at export commitments as a percent of you know the 16.5 million bale target. It's the second highest in uh, six years, so the numbers don't look all that bad, provided there aren't large cancellations. I agree, particularly for today. I mean, we're really, and certainly not lining up with the rhetoric. Oh wait, I know you've been a little bit. Uh, no, you, you've been a lot negative this market and been on the on the mark. Is there anything out I'm there? Away. Uh, pardon me. I said it's time for OA. <laughs> for OA. What way to play? I never did get to play. Yeah. Wake OA up. Back up. OA, I, I never did hear get the question. I, I never did hear the question. Oh, did you not? Okay. I, I have kind of uh, uh, laid out a scenario where the, the U.S. situation, uh, demand situation right. is. Not as bad I, I, as I heard that. I, I heard that. I just didn't hear a question. The question on it is, what do you think, O.A.? Am I off the mark, or uh, can you enlighten us on where I'm I'm off the mark with that? And uh, that's sort of the question. Well, I don't see exports as strong as you do. Uh, I, again, I think probably we will continue to move the Brazilian crop quite smartly. I do think uh, I don't have difficulty finding the market well here simply because of the uh, we still get uh, we're still rattling the chains with respect to the trade talks and with the potential weather coming into Texas this week uh, uh, that 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 can I think does support this market up here above sixty cents and up here at sixty two cents. 
coming in. I know that uh, just looking at the quality in the Memphis territory has been just unbelievable. Uh, so I, I think uh, I don't have difficulty accepting the market here at 61 cents and better. I, I still have some problems as we move into uh, the export season. Uh, 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 the, 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 the real push of the export season when flow really begins to go if we're going to be able to maintain that. Still an awful lot of cotton unsold, a lot of pricing to do. But uh, and, and the market, even though cotton's not moving so well in the field, in the, in the country right now, uh, growers don't want to sell anything, but uh, the market seems to be able to get what it's wanting and needing at 60 cents, at 62 cents, 61 cents. So I, I, I'm not going to say, I'm, I think I said last week in my letter, uh, I, 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 I don't say that we're not going to go down and visit the, the, the mid to upper uh, 50s again, but uh, I think my praise was the market right now shows that it wants absolutely no part of the 50 cent or 55 to 60 cent area. It's uh, it's very comfortable up there where it is. Right. Okay. So I'm hearing a little bit of a change in your attitude on that. I'm, I'm happy to hear that because I, I'm, I'm sort of in the same boat. I, uh, as a matter of fact, I'll, uh, I'm been wrong before, but I'm not so sure that the lows aren't, and the near-term lows aren't in. I'm I'm continually surprised at the amount of cotton being sold at these price levels. Now, granted, uh, a large percentage is on call, so the mills do have a negative sort of attitude. I'm also a bit encouraged, I haven't seen the report today, but I'm a bit encouraged that the, uh, the spec community is sort of giving up the ghost on this thing, uh, trying to pressure it down to zero or whatever it is they want to try to take it to you. It seems they're they're very slowly uh, sort of reducing their net short position, uh, which to me is sort of a, a helpful sign to the commodity, uh, to the market rather that they're not here just to pressure it every time it, it puts its head out. You know, it seemed like it was whack-a-mole for a while. Every time the thing popped up 50 points, they were there to, to pound it. And I'm not sure. It, it appears that they're are certainly lightening that load right now and, and wanting to, to change that attitude. Yeah, so they may come in about the world supply out there, and this is not a 62 cent versus a 58 cent price issue, but uh, very insightful in my opinion. Your comment was that we, we, we still just have too much cotton, and uh, we're going to end up, in my opinion, with more carryover than USDA suggests right now. And we've got to account for that somehow next year. We've, we've, we've got to push some some production down in 2020. You're, you're talking about globally now? Uh, yes. I make sure yes. Okay. yes. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I agree. You know, and from that perspective, it sure looks like Africa, uh, particularly Africa, they're looking to expand. And I know it's on the margin, but they're looking to expand production there. I uh, hear the same things out of India. Uh, they've got good prices this year, which would indicate they may want to increase their uh, their uh, their production or area in the coming years. So yeah, they're still, as I mentioned earlier, I think we're going to land to plenty. But uh, at least in the short term, I'm, I'm beginning to think this quality issue may be more than we uh, we're given it. I think Australia is going to wind up with one of the smallest crops you've ever seen in 20. Uh, exactly. 
country, and if we, not ever, that's an exaggeration, but in modern history here. But the, the, right. the point is, they're, they're the world's, the proximity to the spinning areas, that, that quality is important for the market. Uh, it's going to be absent in you know, May, June, July next year. Uh, I'm not going to forecast what the quality is going to be in the U.S., but, boy, unless it changes quickly, uh, we're going to have a pretty reasonable quality crop that I think the world wants. So, um, as I say, this may be a case where we've got a, a mounting ending stock number, but if we look at the quality situation, we may be in a much better shape than any of us want to uh, to talk about right now. And that... And that that sort of uh, underpins my thought that the near-term lows may be in. Now, this doesn't mean we're going to run to 80 cents, <laughs> but the near-term lows are, are in, and maybe we, we do try to move this market a little higher. Specs tend to think sometimes, okay, if I can't do the downside, let me see what happens up. Well, we're going to have plenty of, of, of producer selling, but I, I think if we can get some life in this market, they may be able more scale uh, than uh, than being aggressive just to tank Let me bring this up. We the questions we seem to get are, are from farmers are more about uh, you know, can we rally, how much can we rally, and what do I do? And um, so let me just bring that up to the group because that that's really what people are interested in. And and I guess the backdrop here is what's going on in Washington. And the question is, can can some kind of an announcement of something positive, uh, even though it might not be a big deal, is it enough to create maybe some short covering in the cotton market, which can throw this market up to higher levels, that maybe farmers can do something? Let me, let me just bring all that up to the group and get, get comments. Well, Pat, this is Gerald. Um, the... You know, a, a trade deal may not result in a lot more cotton being sold, but it, it, what it may do is is uh, um, end up being where cotton doesn't get canceled out of China. I mean, you got a, about a million and a half bales of outstanding sales into China, and if a, a trade deal is positive, you know, they'll go ahead and take delivery of that stuff, you know, cross your fingers. Um, so that would be a positive. You know, clearly Pakistan needs cotton, but, you know, Pakistan and, and some of these other countries, they're looking for cheap cotton, and so it's great that we have fantastic quality, but we also need some some lower grades to move into the marketing channel, um, to some cheaper cotton, if you will, to, to, to move it into the marketing channel. I mean, um, you know, things of, of the nature of, you know, 48 to, to 50 cent loan cotton, I think can move into the marketing channel pretty easily, um, you start getting into the, into the higher grades, and there's just a limit to what, uh, what these guys are willing to pay for right now. So, um, it, uh, it, you know, it's great that we have high quality, but sometimes it always doesn't result in a lot of sales just because of, 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 of the value that stuff at, at farmer hands. You know, farmers aren't pressed to sell right now. You know, um, they're going to be getting a a PLC payment here fairly soon, um, or a seed cotton payment, rather. Um, you know, most farmers should have gotten their market facilitation payment. So, you know, OA mentioned that a lot of cotton's not moving out of grower hands. I don't know that it needs to right now, but uh, it certainly it speaks to the market having to move higher if you want to pry some of this cotton out of, out of grower hands. 
Um, if you're looking at the chart and not knowing anything else, and, and I think if you look at a chart long enough, you stare at something long enough, you can see whatever it is you want to see. Sort of like you know, I can see I can see baby Jesus in the clouds if, if I stare at it long enough. But uh, um, you know, th there looks like a real kind of an ugly. It's not a well-defined. It's sort of an ugly uh, inverted head and shoulders. That uh, if this thing were to, to break up above. Uh, above 63 cents in a, in a meaningful way, you know, we might, we might make a run towards 70 cents, but uh, you've got a 200-day moving average sitting right, right around 68 cents that's going to provide a lot of resistance. So, you know, I, I think we've got a chance for a rally here, you know, despite a big crop. Um, and, and, and if we get an agreement with China, even a partial agreement, you know, that just may be the impetus for us to run up to, you know, somewhere to 66 to 68 cents with an outside possibility of maybe even getting within uh, a fitting distance of, of, of 70 cents. So if I were a grower right now, I don't know that I would uh, – I think I'd just sort of hang on to my cotton and wait, wait and see what, uh, what transpires here. No way. Well, I, I'll just say sixty-six cents. I, I, I don't, I don't see seventy cents at all unless uh, this this freeze in West Texas is very short-lived to last a whole week. Uh, but uh, uh, I, I'll just say sixty-six cents, and I can see, I can see this market moving up to sixty-six cents. All right. Well, Gerald, what? I'm sorry, uh, Kip. What are you thinking on the upside? Well, I, I, I'm more in, in line right now with with Gerald's idea of. And I'm, I, to me, I don't know how to say sixty six or seventy cents because at this market, if we get a even a partial agreement and we can uh, can kind of solve some of this uh, political rhetoric that, that goes on, I think that's sort of just a, a depressant on the market. I don't think that's going to go away soon, but but I think with if the specs decide to come out of this market, they still got a very big uh, short position on. I agree with Gerald. The farmers may sit longer than they might otherwise. This thing could see sixty six cents, and then uh, yeah, we could see seventy. I'm, and that's not a, I'm not going to forecast seventy because I would tell guys if you see sixty cents, uh, farmers. I would ask for them to start stale selling at their, that level and just go up. Uh, because to, to OA's point, we do have a lot of cotton in the world, and to ignore that is at your peril. But, uh, but I do think, I think demand is better than we're giving it credit in the world markets. Uh, with all of this noise of, of the recession, that just and it's finally going to be right, it, but, you know, it's been going on for 18 months, an imminent recession. So... But people are still out here buying the U.S. consumers, holding the market up. I think the Europeans are doing. Uh, consumers are are not as, as strong as ours are, but they're they're still out there buying. And, uh, so I, yeah, I think 66 uh, plus is certainly a, a, a plausible level right now. John. Well, Gerald's logic makes a whole lot of sense. I, I can't, I can't divine the difference between 66 or 70. Um, I, I would throw in that there's um, the uh, cotton on call would suggest that there's a lot of 
merchant transactions with that haven't been fixed with on the supply side that implies I think above average hedge selling if it does begin to go up and I think that's been the the uh, force that sort of kept the upper end of this range in place so far now you, but everything Gerald said could happen you know especially if there's a trade uh, partial resolution or something that could be an impetus for short covering and could shoot us up um, shoot us up into the mid 60s I, I think pretty easily I don't know and, and that would relieve some uncertainty in the whole picture which might stimulate more commercial activity but but just looking at it I, I, I think 70 is uh, kind of more wishful than uh, than uh, likely that's just a gut feeling all right uh, I'll just mention to people just as we speak right now cotton markets up 81 uh, in the December at 62.23 with a high of 62.34 if we were to close right here it would be the highest close we've had in a month uh, Gerald you mentioned the 63 level if we got above that I also see that the 100 day moving average is at 62.69 so technically if that matters you're you're not far from some areas that might create a little excitement. Certainly, if Washington announces something, that that could be enough to push this thing over, and we might suddenly get a bounce. I mean, or, or an extension up. So everybody should be aware of that out there. So, any, what else? Anybody else got any thoughts or, or comments or suggestions? Well, just something that uh, the you know. The, the market facilitation payments and, and you know, seed cotton payments, um, you know, these are putting, this is putting quite a bit of revenue into growers' hands. And um, just from a tax standpoint, you know, you may get to a point where growers may not want to even sell their cash cotton until after the first of the year. So you could see, so whatever bounce we get, I think, I think it could be short lives, you know. That uh, um, you, once you once you hit January first, you're going to see a tremendous amount of, of grower selling, just just for tax purposes. Maybe more so than than what we normally see, but uh, that's just a that's just a guesstimate at, at this point in time. Uh, so yeah, while we see while we could see a, a, a rally here up into the uh, up into the upper 60s. Um, the uh, I, I I worry about the market after we get into the new into the new calendar year because of the amount of selling that, that growers will want to want to take advantage of. That's a good point added in. Excuse me. That's a good point added into what we've already said. I mean, and to always point, he's made this point. Uh, he keeps us on target with. I mean, there's a lot of cotton in the world. Um, you know, the, we're looking at technical indicators, which I think are, are a good way to do it. This market trades more that way than, than it ever has. But uh, maybe it is an after the first year phenomenon. Uh, I hadn't thought about like a temperature, but that's a very good point. Anything else before we wrap up? All right. Well, let's let's uh, conclude our meeting for today. Thanks for everyone for joining us, uh, and uh, uh, for this edition, our October twenty-first, uh, our, our October the eleventh 
uh, version of our program. We thank everyone for being with us, and uh, hope you have a good day. Thank